I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal and vicious and most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody as ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from Nairclaw. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. Yeah. There's a lot of bad bitches in the building. Amen. Amen. Came in the gang killing niggas. Jaylen, when it come to it, some on some shit, I'm probably eight in. And I got that photo ass tomorrow and on the way in. Y'all niggas come out, all the hoes stay in. Every time I come out, come out. movie in the making. Yeah. Realest nigga in it, all you gotta do is say it. If a nigga rap dissing, when I see him, I'ma spray him like bang. Nigga ain't no gang. You now tune into the All Things Sports Podcast. I'm your host, June. I'm here with my co-producer, Small Town EP, on the other side. Yo, yo, yo. What's good? What's good? What a beautiful day. What a beautiful evening. Yeah, crazy one as well, especially starting from this morning. We got a special guest tonight joining us, Ray La Familia. Y'all know him as Ray Cam. Um, obviously, he be on his streaming Right now, he said he's been taking a break, but he's coming back for y'all. He's going to be on that GTA role play, so y'all make sure y'all check him out. But, Ray, what's up, dog? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm checked in. Yes, sir. Appreciate your job, bro. What up, June? What up, E? Um, Yeah, man, I'm on a still a little break, but um, new server just launched. I'm actually in a Anthony Davis's uh, RP server, so I'll be streaming and shit like that. Um. I'm a doctor, like in the EMS thing. So that's crazy. So yeah, it's, that's yeah, it's pretty straight, bro. It's pretty fun. Bro. That's gas. It's just fire, that's bro. So good, but like, yeah, bro. Yeah, I checked in on you one time, bro. You were streaming, and I, I saw you. You was literally doing your doctor shit. It was funny. You was in like the hospital, but some dude had. He was like, he had got in trouble, so I think he was like arrested, but you was in the hospital, some shit like that. And yeah, yeah, nah, it, for sure. It was, yep, it yep. was funny. So that's fire, bro. Appreciate that. Nah, yeah, nah. Um, a lot of stuff's gonna be coming. Like I'm trying to, still trying to find that balance, you know, of work and then like try to put content out. But yeah, you man, know, we're gonna tough, get to it for sure. You got to do it at your pace. You know, that's the main thing. Whether you do it fast, whether you do it slow, whether you do it a lot or a little, it's got to be at your pace. You know, your speed. So. Shout out to you for doing that. Is that the same Anthony Davis that uh, is in that picture where LeBron's scoring his 38,000, how many ever point he has to take that record, and he's just kind of straight-faced and clapping his knees, pause, word to Keyshawn. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but Yeah, man. What a, what a weekend that we had, man, right? What a witness history. LeBron James, leading scorer in NBA history, 38, 38. Eight. I just prefer to say the number like that. I don't know. It just sounds a little thriller that way. June, how do you feel, man? How was it? How, how did you feel watching history be made, man? It was it was awesome because for me to, to sit here and act like I didn't stop doing what I was doing. I was on 2K. I paused the game and I tuned in to watch from the last like eight points because this is a guy who we've watched since we started watching basketball. You know, obviously, we probably started watching basketball a few years before um, LeBron came in the league. But as LeBron came in the league and that whole high school situation, that that definitely made me tune into basketball more so than I did when I was just watching Kobe or Allen Iverson um, because of the attention that he was grab- grabbing and then the success he had early on, like 2004 season, watching him versus the Pistons scoring what 24 straight points to to close out a game um like that's that's insane so to me it means it means so much that i was able to watch it i'm still young like i was young when he started his career and i'm still young you know um so within 20 years and him passing a record that hasn't been broken in the last 30 or so uh that that stood for that long i just say you know it's it's awesome to be a part of history in, in the sense of being able to watch him do that there's been so many moments so ray how did you feel about that moment i felt great i mean seeing it bro it was like man it was like it's just so crazy seeing a memory to be made because bro like you know jordan you know everyone has that era kobe now to see it live in the flesh um lebron james bro like 
it was crazy to see, especially how he got it. I thought he was going to break the record, you know, Thursday night against the Bucks, you know, on a little petty, but hey, he got it done. I feel like the atmosphere was too crazy for him not to get it done. Jay-Z, Bad Bunny, bro, courtside seats, everybody and their mom was there, you know. They saw a little snippet, oh, you want me to get it to his sons, you know, that was pretty cool. So I feel like it was just perfect. I feel like he should have won the game, but hey, you know, still history be made. Um, bro, and I loved it, man. You know, it was it was great to see for sure. I mean, good news for him that his team looks like on paper now that they'd have a better shot at winning a game like that versus Oklahoma City Thunder, in which yes, they should have won. But uh the trade deadline kind of just passed. We'll talk about it in a second. I still want to keep on this LeBron James thing, but it's a great point you mentioned because yeah, I mean, all the attention was on him and deservedly so. Like, even if he was to, because he didn't take the game off, he scored 38 points, right? Um, but the attention was definitely shifted as far as do we have to win this game versus we're going to watch history. And to be fair and understanding, most of his teammates, that's like a starstruck moment. Like you said, the energy was electrifying in there with all the stars in the building and legends. Dwayne Wade was in there. Um, and it was just like, you know what? It's it's bigger than the game right now because the Lakers, as much as they are trying to get to the playoffs and they should, this is LeBron James and a person that should be celebrated um, to the highest regard whenever the NBA gets brought up. Like that's that's some of the first thoughts you have when you hear NBA. Um, I guess this generation going forward is gonna is gonna feel so. Um, kudos to him. Before E closes out on as far as like maybe what what it means to him and what it felt you know, what he felt when, as, as he watched it, excuse me. Um, I want to talk about maybe some of your favorite LeBron James moments as well. Um, a lot of my favorite LeBron James moments, um, honestly are actually moments where he had to bounce back from. Cause I felt like that was when you really saw who LeBron James was. Um, I mean, I guess early in his career, I think him getting, uh, it was a gentleman sweep against the Spurs in his first final, or was it a sweep? I don't actually recall. The boys um, got swept. Swept. And then just the, like, ferocity that he came back with um, year after year. Um, him winning down here in Miami, we alluded to on the last episode, uh, on the last pod, was just, like, definitely another one of my favorite memories, just because, like, the energy down here in the city was, like, none other. I mean, it was... It was different, especially to go back to back with it down here. It was, you know, it was definitely something special. I would say some; those are some of my favorite ones. Um, watching that history be made, man. I mean, it was it was special. I definitely I was watching the whole game. Um, I was cooking with my girl, to be honest. So that was pretty cool. She got to witness that with me. Um, it was it was amazing to see. I similar to to Ray didn't really think he was gonna do it on that night. I thought he was gonna do it um, tonight against the Bucks, which would have been Thursday evening. But um, once I saw, like, the Instagram post of, like, the fit that he showed up in, the headset that he had with the number on it, I was like, oh, damn, nah. This is – and then he had Hell yeah. crazy just, like – he was just – you. He could. it was one of those games where when he wanted to score, it was it was nothing you could do. Like, I'm I'm scoring the basketball. You can't – like, I'm him. Like, let me remind you if, you, if you thought you forgot because I'm 38, don't ever forget 100%. again. Yeah, no, nah, I mean – and if, and to go off June, that favorite LeBron moment has to be for me is 2012, you know, Game 6, Boston. Like, obviously, you know, seeing him in Miami was cool. But, you know, I'm more of a Bulls fan, but I love greatness. Don't get me wrong. But seeing him, like, step up to the plate, go crazy, the memes, you know, the takeover face, scoring 45 yeah. in Boston, you know, like, obviously, you know, Boston's cool because they have, you know, Tatum now and Brown, but. No one liked, you know, Boston Celtics that, you know, those years. Like, everyone, you know, hated Boston Celtics. So, I feel like that was the best LeBron moment for me. Obviously, him coming down here, you know, going to, you know, down, you know, South Beach. I was cool. You know, when it was winning, you know, I was a little, you know, 12, 14 years old going down there. You was a but little bandwagon. See, yeah, yeah, of course. You know, of course, bro, a little, little LeBron bandwagon, of course, you know, riding the heat wave. But... <laughs> Uh, seeing that 2012 comeback, I'm like, bro, that's the LeBron I want and I'd love to see, bro. Yeah, I, I think for me, I was thinking about it just now. Um, and, man, like, as much as that game versus Boston meant so much to us because it was in that 2012 um, finals run, and 
a game like 2013 game one. Uh, I don't know if it was the Eastern Conference Finals or the semis versus the Pacers where he just goes and hits that game winner versus Paul George. There's so many of those moments, but the exact moment to me that I'm uh, most grateful for and I'm, I'm, I am enjoyed most was his 2012 finals win, like literally that moment when he's doing the about damn time and like jumping in, on the bench next to Norris Cole and, and his boys like, LeBron James brings the title to Miami. That was like, it was inevitable. I thought it happened in the first year. It was heartbreak for me when it didn't happen. And we had to go through what I didn't think we would go through as far as losing in the finals. Obviously, I was a little blind to it. But at the same time, like, look at the roster we had. Look at who we were playing against. We should have won. And for me to think that it was inevitable, I mean, for us to not lose is crazy. However, it was just such agony when we did. So going to 2012 and like cruising through four, one in on the, on the thunder, a young thunder, Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook team that, you know, it was no match. And, and just seeing him finally achieve what he set out to do in his NBA career, most importantly, winning that first uh, ring. And it was with my favorite team. So that was definitely probably my favorite uh, LeBron moment. Yeah. Honorable, honorable mention right here really quick. I guess I'm going to segue with that into this. Cam Thomas, youngest player. What'd you put in there, June? Youngest player to score 40 points in three straight games? Yep. I mean, the Nets are going to need that now that KD's gone. This trade, li- this trade <laughs> deadline has been nuts. <laughs> he said, I mean, the Nets are going to need that now that trade KD's gone. <laughs> KD's a son. Kyrie's a Mav. Russ is a Jazz for now, buyout market. D'Lo's a Laker again, incoming, <laughs> incoming, incoming Fed. <laughs> Fed Josh incoming Hart auto. to the uh, Knicks, Cam Reddish, Blazers. Tread that line was crazy today. Though. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, Mikael Bridges also was sent to the uh, Nets and Neck trade package for Kevin so Durant. I bad for that, man. Feels I don't so feel bad. bad for him. I mean, you know, they had a chance to win. They lost to Milwaukee. It was a great run. And, um, you know that's what happens when you want great players on your team. You gotta, you gotta sacrifice. And if you, uh, if you not him, 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 you're gone. Cause you just, you just him. Like Mikael Bridges is a solid player in this league, and he's getting better as we speak. His three and D, you know, uh, versatility, it's it's top. He's probably a top five three and D guy in the league. And at the end of the day, you want to, you know, trade a good for great. And that's just what we've seen a lot throughout the league, right? You you see, uh, unfortunately, guys like Mike Conley on some bittersweet shit. You know, he's been in uh, Utah for a minute ever since he left Memphis. And he's one of those guys that played for, you know, two franchises for a while. Um, I'm interested in this James Wiseman to Detroit move because he's going to be a starter is what they're saying. And, you know, obviously in Golden State, he'd never get his chance to truly, truly shine and be ball dominant, anything like that, or play his true game because he has to appease to the Warriors' um, style and and their strengths. Now, he came in this league, what was he, the number one pick of the draft? Like, let's be real. It's not like we don't expect this of him. It's not like we don't think that he should be good or anything like that. He, The number one pick went to the best franchise you know, in the league, quote unquote, obviously they had a down year with the injuries and the COVID year, but they came right back and won a final. So um, the Warriors just necessarily didn't need him. And I'm interested to see how he can play with next year. Um, Cam, uh, excuse me, Kay Cunningham, um, tra- you know, Sadiq Bay did get traded. That was, that was a, a sad thing because he's good, but I'm interested to see what James Wiseman can bring to Detroit. Yo, Ray, I got a question for you, man. I'm kind of interested to hear your perspective on this. Uh, KD to the Suns now. He's in Phoenix. What does that mean for the Suns? Does that make them, uh, you know, automatic title contender? Oh, of course. Um, obviously, Kevin Durant, you know, going there. When I woke up to that news, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I woke up to my phone. My boy texted me, well, the Suns are making a run. And I'm like, <laughs> like what? Wait, 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 who? <laughs> and I'm like, wow, Kevin Durant. Um, you know, obviously, if Kevin Durant is a hundred percent healthy, that West 
whoever makes it out that West is going to be, you know, obviously the best team, you know, available. Now, the Suns are going to be immediate title contenders. Now, if Kevin Durant is not healthy, that changes the whole aspect. But, of course, you know, getting Kevin Durant, he doesn't have to do too much. CP3 is going to play the off-ball with him. Devin Booker can shine as much. He's probably not going to get double-teamed. Aiton can maybe shine more. He's been, you know, solid. It's going to mesh. You know, KD can probably take his time coming back. Don't have to be as, you know, banged up. Because remember last year, he was, after the All-Star break, he was playing, you know, 30 minutes, you know, 35 minutes, day in, day out. And then when he came to that Celtics game series, he was tired. With the Suns, he can be more available, you know, still get his shots and not be, um, you know, that's tiresome. But it's going to be a hard task, bro, because the Warriors are going to want that blood because Steph Curry is going to be like, hey, this is my West. You know, you're not coming here and running shit, you know. So it's going to be fun. Yeah, that's definitely that's definitely how I see it going because think about it. If And this is, you know, we're not even at the All-Star break yet. The game is, I think, in a week from now. But you have to imagine that Kevin Durant going to the Suns puts them as automatic title contenders and automatic favorites in the West. And that's favorites even over a team like Golden State. I say that because right now we haven't seen that consistent Golden State offense uh, like we did last year. And maybe at this time last year, they weren't showing that as much, but you know, it's coming, right? You know, Stephen Curry is going to be good. He'll get healthy again. And this team is going to go on a run. And it truly just matters when they get to the playoffs because you can put them at any seed. They're not scared to place any uh, face any team in the West. But if they were to have to face like a Phoenix in the West in the first round, I don't think it's going to come to that again. Ray, I'm a big believer that the three seed Kings are probably going to drop out to like five, six area. So, uh, and that's going to be due to, due to, you know, the West getting better. And also now look at that. Sorry to cut myself off, but E, you see how I had this – thinking the Kings, I want to give them their fair chance, but I don't think they'll make it top three, four seed in the West. Now it's definitely not happening as the West got stronger with Kyrie going to Dallas and KD going to Phoenix. But I mean, yeah, it, it puts them at, at Supreme title contention. And um, it, it, like, like Ray said, it, it just depends on if Kevin Durant can stay healthy. I really but, enjoyed, I don't know if you guys saw the video of uh, Jalen Brunson finding out about Josh Hart being traded to the Knicks. Uh, he was at Villanova. At yeah, his, that was a uh, cool Jersey moment. Retirement. Yeah, that was a dope moment. His boy was like, yo, check this out. And he was like, oh, shit, we just got my boy. <laughs> so that was pretty yeah. cool for him to see nah, that. Nah, it was a little wholesome moment of the week, probably. Um, hey, by the way, <clears throat> E, I'm disappointed, but we didn't do a quote of the week. I don't have one right now, so... Before we end this episode, it'll be up to me or you to figure that out. But I'm just throwing that out there. It is 12 o'clock a.m. I appreciate y'all boys for being here, um, you know, getting into the Friday morning thing. Uh, back to this trade deadline thing, though. Patrick Beverly, no more needed in L.A., right? He uh, he gets shipped off to – my bad. Where did he go to Magic? Jeez. He got shipped off to Orlando just a couple hours after he tweeted – you know, being happy that D'Lo and him are teammates again. You know, obviously they they were teammates when he was in Minnesota, and um, <laughs> that's the NBA right there. Well, let's talk about the buyout market though, real quick before we move on. Like um, Mike Conley, guys like Russell Westbrook, um, guys like there's another oh Reggie Jackson, probably be a part of the buyout market. So. Where do you see fit for like a what a Russell Westbrook now that his his days in LA are over and his days of teams thinking maybe he can help us out are coming to an end if it's true that he's not that player anymore. There were some reports saying that some people think that he wasn't used to the best of his ability out in LA. We also know that he got into a kind of mini argument at halftime with his coach in the game that LeBron James broke history. So there was clearly a lot of tension in that Lakers locker room. And um, obviously we saw that video where, you know, LeBron's hyping up the team, like we got to get these wins. And then he's like, hey, uh, everybody, long as we win, lose, or draw, let's have some fun. 
everybody's like DJ skips the beat and shit. So I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I just I just feel like if I'll say this before I want to pass this to Ray. I'll say this. If Russell Westbrook does come to Miami, um, I would hope it's at a I would hope it's at a six man role. And I would like to see how that plays out. If he comes in in a six-man role and we realize he should be our starter, amazing. But I think Gabe Vincent should be our starter. Like Kyle Lowry, I, that situation, bro, just sit your ass on the bench and, and you know, we'll trade you in the offseason. But Gabe Vincent should be the starter. And then Russell Westbrook, if we were to get him, you know, come and be a spark off the bench. But obviously, if he played good enough in our system where we allowed him to be a little more free, um, which is a dangerous road, then, yeah, you know, get him in that starting role, which that's just if he comes to the Heat. Ray, what do you think about this one? By the way, your Bulls suck. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, the Bulls, man, made no noise, you know, disappointing. Um, for Russell Westbrook, the reports of him saying falling off, like, man, that's crazy, man, because he, I feel like he should go, my honest opinion, go to the East and just meet one of them boys, you know, see you when I see you in the finals. If he goes to the, okay, reports the Clippers. Okay, you're going to stay in the West and battle it out. You and Paul George, you know, you guys have been teammates before, but, okay, chemistry, but, you know, is that really going to work with Kawhi? You know, of course, Kawhi is a monster, but you're going to have to go through that. My honest opinion, go to the East. Maybe, A, like you said, go to the Miami Heat. You know that backup role is going to happen, like that six-man. Like, I would love to see them. You know, maybe six-man row and then close out games as well. Because anything is an upgrade from Kyle Lowry. Let's be real, man. You guys been, you guys ran, you guys made a deep run with, you know, less. Russell Westbrook can give you those minutes, give you that shine. Pick and roll with Bam. Bam's been playing great, so hats off to that. Um, I saw reports him coming to Chicago. I would love it, but then again, you're gonna have what another pain clogger. Chicago Bulls, we need the point guard. I mean, reports of John Wall, but like, it's, John Wall's not a, you know, not a John Wall we we love, you know, let's be real. Um, but other than that, I mean, I would look at Mike Conley because he knows his role. He can set up stuff, you know, with DeRozan, you know, uh, Levine. We just really, we, bro, we need Lonzo back. I don't know, I don't know what's going to happen, but we'll see for sure. Um, but the battle market is going to be interesting. I would love to see Russell Westbrook in a Miami uniform. Let's do it. That'd be that'd be pretty cool. I just think that before I let E jump in on this pause, um, it's like Mike Conley would really help. I'm just so curious about the Lonzo Ball situation. Like, what's going on, man? He's been hurt for much too long to have like a regular degular knee injury that nobody can <laughs> assess. Like, this is it's getting concerning for his career to me at this point because. Not it's not like he has a bad fit in Chicago. It's not like we've seen him be played poorly over there his whole tenure. When he plays, I mean, y'all, he plays pretty good. But this knee injury just can't seem to be figured out. E, what are your thoughts on that one? Yeah, this seems like one of those uh, Tyrod Taylor, Markel Fultz type of situations where I feel like someone might have mm. fucked up in that um, in that in that staff in that uh, physical therapy or whatever surgery staff. I don't know that someone fucked up over there and. They're talking about I can't figure out they can't figure out why it's still hurting. And he's probably like, What the fuck you mean you can't figure out why it's still hurting, bro? Like, that's what they pay you for. Um, yeah, that's that's a really, like you were saying, scary situation. Um, because he he definitely was a player that a lot of people doubted. Um you know, maybe partly due to his father's antics and things like that, but that's neither here nor I there. I miss LeVar, bro. Um, no cap. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Great father great father <laughs> um and he you know he got up out of la and found a, a role in chicago and like you, you said he was hooping he was hooping so this is this is definitely a scary situation to see man hey i mean if if it is one of those situations man oh man that's that's a kicker because look at markel fultz right now i mean it, honestly i think it's unfair to assume or it's tough because I just did this with James Wiseman, right? Like we do expect James Wiseman to be great. However, that he was class of like 2020. Markel Fultz is class of, I believe, 2017, um, 2018, one of those classes, or 2016, 2017 time. And 
as a number one pick, like you still got to be expected to be good. However, with the with the length he's been in the league, we've seen the injury, we've seen the jump shot change, and not be able to drop. Like we know who Markel Fultz is at this point. I don't feel like Lonzo Ball has ever been able to stay healthy enough for two full seasons to see that you know maturity and growth on the floor. And um, I mean, I guess that comes with the game too. So it's unfortunate, but yeah, man, this trade deadline, like I said, has been pretty crazy. I don't want to just go all night because we really, really could. Um, unless you guys had any other trade deadline talks you guys wanted to bring up specifically, uh, speak now forever. Hold your peace. I'll say. Yeah, Ray, you got any? Uh, you got any kind of low key favorite ones or anything like that? I mean, low key favorite. I like the Cam Reddish um, to uh, Portland and also um, my Tista Thibel over there as well. I feel like Portland, they're building. I mean, let's be real. They're not going to win anything, but it's going to be fun to watch. You know, Damian Lillard has no, a defense not. now. No, shoot not. it. You no, know, so <laughs> no, 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 for sure. It's, it, it's going to be fun to watch. At least have a defense, no, you know. So we'll see. But I, I like you, Loki, want to see Cam Reddish, you know, Duke Boy, you know, get his shine. Um, and then Josh Hart to uh, the Knicks. That's honorable. You know, it's going to be fun to watch. Uh, but other than that, no, nah, I mean, Patrick Beverly is going to get bought out. You started off with that, man. You came on here talking about this Blazers bullshit. I guess, I guess, I understand <laughs> you being excited for Cam Reddish as much as I am because he's going to have an offense where you know that they let their young guys, you know, flourish and try to get their buckets. Dame is always a fun player to watch, but you know that goddamn Portland Blazers team is not winning anything and they don't truly take it serious as far as, you know, getting the right pieces around a guy like Dame Lillard. He's somebody who should have been able to have an opportunity to take his team to the finals. He hasn't. He also doesn't want to leave. So, you know what? The hell with y'all. Stay over there in the corner of the country and we don't even have to open the cabinet and see y'all. That's how I feel about them. Obviously, that was your opinion. I had to shit on it, though, because, man, that Dame Lillard situation is so annoying and it's like honestly bro okay okay all right moving on from like what happened let's go on to this weekend because it's a big weekend super bowl weekend and we had some breaking news right before we were going to start recording this pod tonight patrick mahomes this year's nfl mvp a lot of us saw it happening we're waiting for it to happen to be official to see it on paper julian you surprised I'm not. And guess what? What I am surprised about is the eight. By the way, for those who don't get this, and I will say shout out to Patrick Mahomes. For those who are listening, the All Things Sports podcast got hit with the mini Rico style, you know, on the Spotify, on the audio tip, right? Like we all, we all good. We didn't break no laws. We, 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 it's not like that, but, but they running down on us and they cracking down. I got an email letting me know that the intro songs that I use, I don't have the rights to them and they're going to take matters to their hands as far as probably removing my, my uh, episodes. Anyways, as we're going through that, I did, I, I, so now, you know, shout to Strix SP. He's going to help us with a little new drop in the beginning for the episodes intro. Um, So he's going to help me with that. However, I feel some type of way. It's like, damn, why y'all ain't say nothing four years ago? Why y'all ain't say nothing Three years ago, y'all come running down in my email with a with a with a big old file list of all the songs I I know what songs I use, nah. But um, so so I <laughs> was making the joke because I had this snippet of a song that I do not own the rights to. However, it's a it's a good it's a good song. You know, shout out to Lil Wayne. He's probably won another Grammy with that with that DJ Khaled song. Bruno Mars can sing his ass off. It's called Mirror, so you know the hook goes Mirror on the Wall. That's how I feel about this uh, Patrick Mahomes, uh, Patrick Mahomes MVP. <laughs> You've been my only friend. Tell me that they can't under. You feel me? And I can't understand how Patrick Mahomes continues to do it. And that was the narrative before the season. I didn't think he was going to be the quarterback in the Super Bowl right now. Without Tyreek Hill making that trade, you know, everybody's saying all they got is Travis Kelsey with the wide receiver group of. Kadarius Tony, Valdez Scantling. Um, they're using the other tight end and Sky Moore. They have him like obviously Juju Smith. I didn't mention him, however, his contributions in sometimes were nice, not throughout the whole season. So 
him him being able to put up the numbers he I just had his stats up somebody just texted me about did you see they gave Patrick Mahomes the uh MVP I'm like of course they did look at his stats and they were arguing about Jalen Hurts and my thing is fair but he didn't play enough games Patrick Mahomes played in all the games 5200 yards 41 touchdowns 12 picks off of 67 percent completion like with a team that you know as much as everybody says the Eagles weren't expecting to probably be here um with Jalen Hurts shit this team wasn't expected to be here I'll tell you that so congrats to Mahomes being able to do it again E how you feel man it's your favorite quarterback it's your team you know what I'm saying big weekend for y'all NFL honors week how does that work yeah before before Ray goes to give uh Passive aggressive compliments, but slash shit on Mahomes. Let me get my shit off real quick. Yeah, shout out to my dog, man. He did his thing this year. He's doing his thing. We about to win the Super Bowl. That's the prediction that I'm giving a little early on. We're going to get to all that later. But yeah, man, I mean, like I said, we saw this coming. We were just waiting for it to actually happen. Uh, pause. So, like, let's get it, man. Um, I think that he probably appreciates it and he, you know, He'll take a second this evening to uh, probably pray because that's what he says he does and stuff, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, because um, he's got to play against that Eagles defense this right this weekend. That's why I would too. Big facts, big facts. But now, shout out to that boy, man. Shout out to that boy. Well deserved. Well deserved. Ray, how you feeling about it? Yes, sir. I mean, hey, you know me, man. Um, I'm gonna give as soon as I quick to hate him, Holmes. I'm gonna give him his props and his flowers. He deserves it. Um, obviously, you know, Jalen getting hurt ruined the chances, but, bro, hats off to Mahomes. Flowers to him. He definitely deserved it. Been playing out of his mind without Tyreek Hill. I was one of the people that said, yes, I don't think they're going to make it here. He made it here. Hats off to him. Um, Isaiah Pacheco, very great Facts. rookie. Played very well. Travis Kelsey in those games, man, just steps up in big times. Um, uh. MVS, bro, Green Bay Packers stepped up, you know, uh, divisional game. That was huge. And it's going to be a tough game, man. It's going to be a tough game for y'all. Obviously, you know, E, bro. It's like, if the game is coming down to Mahomes win the game, I know you're sitting back, chilling, already had the tweet out, chilling. But if that game comes down to defense, yeah, it's, it's, you're, you're going to be drive. scared, you know? Nah, for sure. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's, I think my prediction, bro, I got the – Eagles winning just because solely on the defense. Mahomes, how is his ankle? Like, I know you've been, you know, you follow those reporters, you know, his ankle 100%. Like, because he's going to have his run his ass off. I'm going to be 100. To be agile and give that Eagles defense something not used to, you know, getting that front seven rush, a sound wreck is going to be on his ass. Like, how are you saying about his ankle? Because that's going to change the game for me. That's what I'm thinking. I mean, reports saying that uh, he was a full participant in practice so far this week. So, I mean, Listen, um, I'll tell you this, man. He's good. <laughs> All right. Y'all seen him versus the Bengals, and that's a tough defense to get away from. That's a tough defense in general. So uh, regardless, his ankle, he could have a broken foot, and I would still be weary of how we're going to defend this quarterback. Like, that's the type of level football Patrick Mahomes has played since he's come in the league, and it's not to, it's not to overblow anything, but – you have to show respect where it's due, and you have to also realize what you're watching. That's like, com in comparison to the LeBron James situation, like, you can't say there's anything less than greatness and greatest of all time type qualities out of this. So when you look at Patrick Mahomes, with all he's done in his track record, there's no reason you should be doubting him, whether he was on one leg or two. Um, I still think the Eagles win. What's up, E? Yeah, really, like I uh, I quoted this. Uh, we can't use it again, so we have to come up with a different one, all right? But I quoted this like a couple pods ago, Derek Jeter. All that 75, 80, 85% shit, that shit, isn't, that shit isn't real. You either go or you don't. You know what I'm saying? You're a motherfucking professional. So absolutely, man. He could have bum ankle, no ankle, no Tyreek, Tyreek, it don't matter. Chiefs by the run line. Ooh, all right. So let's kind of get it. Can you pull up those those lines for me real quick, bro? I want to see, I want to see what those lines are. We spoke about them on Monday night, and uh, let's see has they have they moved or anything. And and Ray, actually, I'm sorry, I didn't want to I didn't want to cut you off. 
Um, but can you give any thought about Patrick Mahomes um, if if his ankle – because you're the one that brought it up. I want to hear how you feel about it. Do you truly feel like you should be worried about his ankle being fine or not if you're the Chiefs? I mean, obviously I'm not worried. Like, he know he's going to go. It's just like if the Chiefs – I feel like the Eagles game plan, yo, we have to rush him, get pressure to him. You know, looking back at the Bucks. How they, you know, applied to him. Bro, Patrick Mahomes is great. They're going to make him feel uncomfortable. I mean, it's hard making Patrick Mahomes feel uncomfortable. But they're going to throw stuff at him. Um, but Andy Reid is also going to make Patrick Mahomes feel comfortable in sets too as well. So, it's going to give... Um, I'm thinking, bro, what I'm just thinking, because I'm taking his rushing yards. It's at 20 right now. I'm taking Patrick Mahomes over 20 rushing yards because he's going to run his ass, ass off, bro. He's... They're going to be on his ass, and yeah, he's going to have to get it done, bro. And we've seen those times where he has to get 75 yards. He's rushing for at least 20 on that yard, throwing to Travis. So, hey, that's why I'm asking, but I'm taking it. Let's go. That's bold, bro. I'm not going to lie. Hey, it's only you 20? That? You heard? Hey, don't make me talk my shit on here, bro. <laughs> it's only 20? What? Hey, if, if you ask me, I don't know that Patrick Mahomes – rushes for 20 yards with that Eagles defense. It'll be tough for him to even get out of the pocket. They fly to the ball. If his ankle is, is still bothering him, it's not something he's going to prefer to do. We know that he's gritty enough to, and tough enough to want to get those extra yards by any means, but oof, what did he have rushing as far as uh, the divisional game or the conference championship game? I'm sorry. He had, um, in Cincinnati, he had eight. Jacksonville, yeah. he, had, he had eight. Obviously, remember, his ankle. Um, Las Vegas, he had 29. But I'm just saying 20, bro. He's going to have to, you know, run his ass off on this thing. I'm taking it. And it's what plus money. Jeez, what bro. was the difference between the Raiders game, the, the – sorry, Bengals game, and the divisional game? What was the difference between those? The difference is he's going to have to win healthy. this game. It's the last game yeah. of the season. He's going to have to do everything in his power to win the game. And then, okay. bro, don't get me wrong, bro. Like, okay. I hate on him. But same reason, bro. He's going to get it done. He's probably, you know, it's my Aaron Rodgers love, bro. He's greatest, you know, right now, bro. Like, right now, like history, bro. Like, of course seeing this right now, bro, is like a playoff run. I love Aaron Rodgers. Don't get me wrong. But seeing Patrick Mahomes, bro, I'm quick to hate. But seeing this right now, it's like it's never been done, bro. And if he wins Sunday, I'm going to have to eat all my words because he maybe shut up, you know? So we'll see. Hey, and uh, I mean, apparently the public feels the same way because since this line opened at plus 110 on the Kansas City Chiefs money line, it's actually down to even money. And remember, last episode, June, it moved from plus 110 to plus 105, and now it's at plus 100. So it's money coming in on Kansas City. The one thing that does scare me that is while the money line is moving, the spread is not. It is still Philadelphia minus half, one and minus a half. Minus one and a half. So, All right. But there is money coming in on, on Kansas City. That's for the yeah. casual bettors, you know? That's for the people that bet. You're, oh, look. You know, that, that's where Vegas can make their money at. You know, for the line, for the people that know, that's going to be, you know, money line taking it. But though that one half for the casual bettors. How do you feel about that one half, Ray? Do you think Philly covers that one half? That's the thing. It's like... If you think Philly's going to win the game, last game of the season, bro, just take the juice and just take it, bro. There's no point in taking the spread. And so, bro, especially like that, like, nah, man. I'm taking – I'm not putting my a question, bet in. My question huh? to you is, are the are the Eagles going to win by more than two? That's what I'm trying to ask you. That's the thing is, like, what? how do you see his game? Do you? I see his game close. I don't see them winning more than two. I see him – if they win, they win by one late field goal or something like that. But if the game has a Patrick Mahomes has to win this game, the Chiefs are winning. Simple. Hey, Ray. Um, all right, so cool. I got a question for you. The total moved from – it opened at 50 and a half and moved up to 51. I told June, I think it was the last episode, that the under cashes. I don't see that over cashing at 51. I think it's going to be like a – Total around like 45, 46, 47 personally. How you feel about that? Yeah, I was gonna say I yeah, I love that under. Um, especially with that fake script leaked, you know, that Instagram stuff, bro. It's like yeah. everyone has it over, it's like 
That's that Vegas trick. Yo, here, casual betters here. Let's ride the script wave. A lot of people are going to be a lot. You know, that glass game season, oh, over's going to hit. KC, you know, high scoring. But I love the under. I heard that. Um, I guess final thoughts on this game. Let's let's talk about it in the sense of what is it going to take for Patrick Mahomes and that Kansas City offense to be able to have, find success against that defense? And then on the flip side, what is it going to take for Kansas City's defense to be able to manage that offense in which they have the best offensive line over there in Philly and a great run-pass attack that confuses defense with a very athletic quarterback who gets it done on the ground just as well as he throws the ball. Can you guys answer both of those questions for me? I'll start with E as far as um, the offense. Uh, on Philadelphia side, I mean, I think that their formula is just continue doing what you've been doing all year. I don't think that they should switch anything up at this point because um, if it ain't broke, you don't have to fix it. No, uh, I'm so sorry. On to... Kansas City. On Kansas City oh, on Kansas versus City side, Philadelphia's defense. No worries. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, that's why I didn't at that ask point, that. <laughs> <laughs> at that point, that's a matter of, I mean, we were just talking about him, Patty Mahomes, like it, it, the O-line. I just feel like, like you said, no ankle, bum ankle don't matter. I do see him rushing for those 20 yards. So I think it's just going to be have to be a full-on fledge attack between him, Isaiah Pacheco, and uh, and Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey is going to have to go for 110 yards, 120 yards, you know, one or two of them things. Um, I'm going to need Isaiah Pacheco probably to get – I see him getting a lot of passes probably out of the screen, um, out of like a – like, you know, in the backfield yep. when Patty Mahomes is getting, you know, getting pressured. He just dumps it off real quick. I think Isaiah Pacheco is going to do a lot of damage um, in those situations on those, you know, second and 12s, you know what I mean, uh, third and eights, third and sevens, things like that. Um, it's going to take just a group effort, really. I know it sounds cheesy. It sounds, uh, you know, kind of mundane, but it's going to take a, an all-group an all effort. But it's going to take a, a special focus by Patty Mahomes again. So just to, just to point this out, um, in the Super Bowl in 2020 when you guys played against the 49ers, Travis Kelsey had six receptions off six targets for 43 yards. He scored a touchdown. And um, no, not not the biggest game there. You guys ended up winning that game. In the 2021 Super Bowl versus that Tampa Bay defense, who, you know, that defense is comparable to this Philadelphia Eagles defense. They can get to the quarterback really well, fast, uh, quicker linebackers, and, and quick to the ball. Um, and they forced turnovers. He scored, uh, excuse me, he had 15 targets with 10 receptions for 133 yards. Didn't score, but had that big number, uh, you know, that big number on the yards. So you guys ended up losing that game. I just think it's interesting that Travis Kelsey is one of the most important players in the NFL right now. That's probably a good way to describe him. And it seems as so that teams just can't find a way to cover him, you know, keep a body on him and not let him from getting his. History shows that when he played, as far as the Kansas City Super Bowl era for now, history shows that when Kelsey plays very good, you guys ain't going to win that. And it's one and one. I know it's small sample size, but um, the defenses are comparable in Philly to uh, to the Bucks defense. So, Ray, can I just hand this off to you? Like, Travis Kelsey having a big, a big game, do you think that is a good thing or a weird thing? Should feel weird about that thing for the Chiefs. I mean, for them to win, Travis Kelsey is going to have a big game. It's going to, you know, be their step up. I feel like their attack is going to be running that ball with Isaiah Pacheco, opening up the pass game for him to get those, you know, streaks down the middle. Um, MVS, you know, opening up that. Maybe a Juju can have, you know, those receptions that can move the ball first, you know, first downs. Um, and I feel like, again, with that offense, that offense is going to be good. You know, uh, Andy Reid is going to make him feel, um, you know, all right. Now, also, Clyde, uh, CE, uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, he's going to be active, right? Yeah. Low, low end zone. If they get yeah, down the end zone, is. watch for him. So, you know, that you know, you know know Andy Reid is going to do some of that. So that's going to be an X factor as well. He's been hurt. You know, you know what he can do. As long as he don't fumble, 
they should be all right. I just feel like this game is going to come down to the Chiefs defense playing a great game and trying to contain A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. That's my personal opinion. Other than that, Chiefs are going to, I think, when I'm just not taking the money. Like I'm just looking at player props. I haven't looked at totals or anything like that yet. But, yeah, I think that's what's going to happen for sure. Awesome. Okay, so before I give this back to E, I, I just want to say, like, I did ask you that Travis Kelsey question um, with the same thought that you have. I do think he has to have a big game for them to win. Um, we've seen that this offense is different from the years past where Tyreek Hill can go off for a big game or the, the attention of a Miko Hardman and Tyreek Hill is going to be taken off of Travis Kelsey if he's not uh, – or, you know, it'll be there if Travis Kelsey's not playing great. Miko uh, Hardman's, I believe, going to miss this game. And the only way that their offense goes, you know, 48 minutes is if – or 48 minutes is basketball. 60 minutes is if uh, is if Travis Kelsey's having that monster game. Now, flip side, I'm glad you, you know, answered my question with the defensive side. Um, yeah, Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown, you know, they are – the X factors of the game, in my opinion, as well, because we know the Eagles can run the ball. We know they're going to find success on the ground. And, hey, that's that's their M.O. That's what they do. If they're going to own that and have the best offensive line in the league, great. All right. But don't beat them. Don't let them beat you with the pass um, all day as well. And A.J. Brown shows week in and week out why he's worth that $100 million contract. And Devontae Smith is working towards his own. So they're going to have to also win within this window where they have these two elite receivers on Devontae's rookie deal because they're not going to be able to afford everybody. So this is the Eagles' prime position to take advantage of the food in front of them that is the Kansas City defense. E, how do you feel your defense can manage against an offense as a powerhouse like uh, the Eagles? I think it's going to be tough uh, because, I mean, we've shown that if – we are up against a difficult O-line and we can't get pressure uh, on the QB quick enough. Um, at times, our secondary doesn't hold up for too long. It's a little fragile. It's a little brittle. Um, so it, it's just they, they're going to have to focus. They're going to have to know what know their schemes, know have watched their film, know their reads. Uh, it's it's going to take a little bit more. You know how I spoke about on one of the last pods that the Chiefs played some good teams, but they just pride themselves on – being a little more prepared, being a little bit better in yep. certain moments. Um, and that's exactly what it's going to take. Yeah, I, I don't I don't disagree with that. Um, I guess Ray said his answer. He got the Chiefs winning. You got the uh, Chiefs winning. You're obviously a big Chiefs fan. Um, as much as I think the Chiefs have a fair chance to win this game, and it's quite possible they do, I just think it comes down to, you know, the Eagles all season, their MO and their their stance has been we're the most complete team in the league. Prove us wrong. Um, Patrick Mahomes is an X factor in himself and it's scary to, you know, give the ball up. It was a great point that Mina Kimes made today that the Eagles have the best conversion rate like on fourth down and they go for it the most. And then they've scored. She said that shout out to Mina Kimes. Yeah, she does her research and knows her shit. She said that the Eagles have scored the most points in NFL history on drives when they went for it on fourth down. So it's more so for the Eagles about trying to stay on the field than just giving Kansas City an opportunity to get back on the field. That's a great point from her. So we'll see a lot of that. Y'all defense, y'all gonna it's gonna be late in the game or third quarter where maybe they're up a touchdown and it's fourth and two, and you're like, we can get them off the field, but just like the Chiefs can they can stay on the field as well. That's going to be an offensive battle all the way through um, with Andy Reid and Nick Sirianni. And it's so interesting that Nick Sirianni, you know, coached under Andy Reid a few years back. And like Ray said, Andy Reid is going to have something up his sleeve, and it's going to be so fun watching what him, Kelsey, um, and Pat can can cook. Nah, word up. I'm excited for this game. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I blacked out for the last Super Bowl win. Um, I was very intoxicated that day, so I'm gonna do better. I'm gonna do better this year. Um, I, I, I will say I only blacked out for two quarters, though. I only blacked out for two quarters, so I was present the first quarter, second and third. I, I was kind of out of it, and then the fourth, I kind of, you know, God gave me the strength. <laughs> well, you said blackout, um, so were you eh, kind of out of it, or did you blackout? <laughs> it's two different things. I mean, 
I feel like you know what? That's that's a different conversation. Um, Who remembers the second but, uh, quarter of those games anyway? <laughs> Facts. Uh, I, I'm excited. We'll uh, I'll do better this time. I'm excited. I'm excited to see what uh what comes out of it. I'm not uh I'm not as nervous as I was for the Bengals game. I know I told you guys this off air. Um, I'm not as nervous as I was for the Bengals game, but I'm also not as confident, I guess, in a sense, if that makes any sense. I uh I got and and that's more of an ode to Philadelphia and and you know the fight that they're about to put up. Yeah, man. So shout out to the Eagles. Shout out to the Chiefs both getting there, but uh, we'll have to find out on Sunday what this what this all comes down to. It was a great season, very entertaining one as well. Ray, did you have any final thoughts you wanted to share, or or we can uh, move on? Nah, final thoughts on that. Now nah, I just wanted to get into the um the NFL awards, but we'll get into that. But no, nah, other than that, um, I just feel like man, it's gonna be a great Sunday. <laughs> That's how I feel. Like. I just can't wait, man. I just can't wait. It sure is. Hey, talking about the NFL awards, man, two Jets rookies. What a draft class. You go You go for Sauce Gardner, then you get Garrett Wilson, you know, rookie of the year on offense and defense. I think they were well-deserved of that. And Sauce Gardner, as we speak, is probably a top three corner in this league. Um, you could argue top two. I think Patrick Sertain Jr. is the best corner in the league right now. But, shit, you can argue he's second, third, you know. Um Defensive player of the year, Nick Boza, and offensive player of the year was Justin Jefferson. I think those two guys definitely deserve their spot. You know, with Justin Jefferson getting eight, uh, 1,800 yards, it's, it's insane. One of seven players to do it, 128 receptions, like, and then the catch of the year candidacy he has, right? Or people said it was better than the ODB, uh, OBJ catch. I don't believe so. Shout out to ODB, though. Um, but how do you guys feel about that offensive player of the year and defensive player of the year award uh, EP? Very well deserved. I mean, like you said, for your, for you to go from what the franchise was kind of looking and what we were predicting that they were going to do again to producing and uh, having that to being able to like, I don't want to say farm, but bring in that type of talent and, you know, them produce like that. I mean, it's incredible. How you feel about it, Ray? Yeah, I mean, bro, for the for the Jets, like that's a great direction going forward. Um, you know, the future's bright. Obviously, needing a quarterback, but you know, Sauce Gardner was again, you know, amazing. You know, he had locked down. Garrett Wilson, you know, tore it up. Um, my biggest thing was the comeback player of the year, Geno Smith. You know, hats off to him. You know, local Broward boy. You know, Miramar. But I feel like it should have went to Shaquan. You know. Coming back, you know, putting on the map. I'm not saying he was responsible for the Giants' run, but you know, he contributed. But um, man, those awards, you know, this this year were good, especially the uh, culture year too. How do you feel about it, June? I would say Saquon Barkley is, you know, as deserving of the award winner as anybody is. However, you know it. It's also fair to give it to Geno Smith being at the quarterback position. As much as Saquon Barkley, what did he lead the league in rushing? Or he was top two or so in the league in rushing. And the Giants' attack was amazing and a big part of why they had so much success. But Geno Smith took this team that, right? Russell Wilson leaves, gets traded, uh, gets traded. It's a team that we expect to not even make the playoffs. A quarterback that we weren't sure if he was going to start or if Drew Locke would be the starter. And he took this team with a QBR of 60, 69% completion percentage and 30 touchdown passes at 4,200 yards. Like those are stats that took his team to the playoffs literally. And for him to not have played last year to be able to play now, you know, to me, that's a, that's a, a big feat. So very deserving, like you said, Brower boy, and, and we just got to be proud for Gino. I know you're not hating on him or, or anything like that, um, but I think, to your point, yeah, Saquon was definitely deserved of that award as well. E? I mean, apparently they feel like Brian Dayball made more of an impact than Saquon did, you know what I'm saying? So That's funny. <laughs> That's he what sure. I'll say about that. I'll say, I'll say this. He sure did, and him winning Coach of the Year was well-deserved. Nick Sirianni obviously gets – 
should get a bunch of love for that because being undefeated for most of the season in your second year and having a quarterback that people didn't even think he would be the starter of this team for now and and take you guys to this unimaginable road um you you deserve the looks but like you said um Saquon's rushing attack he's had you know success in New York and he's been hurt his fair share but he did have an interesting and solid you know rookie year and stuff like that but we saw the culture just switch in New York and that winning uh mentality came into the organization that he brought from Buffalo so much credit to coach Dable for sure hey uh, you did uh, say shout out to OBJ earlier I wanted to mention something about the Giants culture he said now them boys are swagged up, you know, Danny Dines wearing the, you know, when he went into, uh, won the playoff game, the picture of the change. Now it's all good in New York now, you know, but when Odell was doing it, it was a little bit, hey, but that's all I was saying, but hey, but the Giants culture, that's all I was saying, but hey, shout out OBJ, bro. Two different coaches, bro. Gotta let the players win. Gotta let them live. I want to I wanna kind of backtrack to what you were saying about Sirianni because definitely uh, deserves a lot of credit. Um, and you were saying, you know, did it with a quarterback that many people didn't think was going to be their starter. Um, I mean, to take it a step further, he did it with a quarterback who many people thought shouldn't be a quarterback at one point. You know what I mean? So absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, man. Um I mean, I, the NFL Awards is not something I typically watch. They used to do it on the Saturday before the Super Bowl, so I never really was home Saturday night, you know, Super Bowl weekend, you know. But I didn't care to watch it tonight either. I just wanted to see who won, and and um, I, I can't be mad at the list. I mean, everybody who, who won their award did do lots toward deserving that, so. I mean, this week was nuts because of, like, the weird schedule. We typically get the NBA trade deadline right after the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? And this week, this year, we got it before the Super Bowl, and we have all Super Bowl talk leading up to it. Um, so the whole Super Bowl being pushed up or back or Harvard, you know, whatever. The Super Bowl being moved and then the NBA, you know, season being, uh, you know, pushed in whatever way it was. Like, it has the whole schedule fucked up, yeah. and we got a super yeah. exciting week in sports this week, man. And it's crazy that football has been kind of overshadowed. The Super Bowl has been kind of overshadowed by, you know, trade deadline talk and Kyrie and Kevin Durant as blockbuster names from Brooklyn and that Brooklyn franchise just turmoiling. That's another thing we didn't even talk about. And I'll, we'll talk about that more next week because I want to really dive into – the roster and how it's constructed because they didn't make any other moves. Like they're going to keep this roster as they have it. And they got a bunch of talent on that. Nothing. Oh my God, super elite. But um, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with that going forward and how they finish out this season. So stay tuned for that talk next week. But um, I guess as far as uh, any other Super Bowl thoughts, if you guys have any final thoughts on that before we head into EP's EPL segment. No, I don't think that. So. Um, nah. Say that. All right, bet. So EP's EPL segment. This is a new segment from the All Things Sports Podcast where you're going to get your favorite EPL news, the hottest takes, and uh, maybe some, 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 you know, some intellectual intel. Uh, that's a word I got off Warzone. I was just playing Warzone earlier. But, nah, shout out to EP, man. He does his research, and, and he has this thing for, for English Premier League soccer. So we're going to let him cook real quick, see what he's got for us over the pond. Hey, kind of a cool week um, in EPL soccer or, you know, club soccer for that matter as a whole. Uh, but I mean, specifically in the EPL, I like uh, a lot of uh, little matchups this weekend. Uh, I'll go into a couple really quick. My favorite one is the Newcastle going against Bournemouth. Uh, Bournemouth being bottom of the table, horrible, like just they're in disarray right now. Don't know what they're doing. Newcastle being, you know the underdogs one of the cinderellas of the epl this year they're just on a tear um they've kept clean sheets in like 50 or 55 percent of their matches so far this year bournemouth can't score um the lines minus one ray the lines minus one take newcastle minus one if they win you get your money back if they win by more than one goal we cash you can't lose on it um that would be my favorite i do like the uh wolverhampton and uh a Wolves and Southampton game to go under two and a half. Uh, that'll probably, you can probably get that like minus 140. 
those two teams, another couple of teams that are at the bottom of the table, um, not really scoring at all. Wolves actually has like a crazy record in the first half as far as it being 0-0 at the, after the first 45 minutes. Uh, I think that's cash in like 75 or 80% of their matches this year. So uh, take the under in that game. That seems pretty. That seems pretty good. I mean, that's it for this weekend, really. Man City plays on Sunday, but I mean, they'll probably win by like three goals. But we got Super Bowl on Sunday. We got listen, our man, listen. We don't want to hear about. Yeah, we, it's it's all American football on Sunday. All right, nah, but E, we appreciate that, man, and and um, y'all stay tuned for EP's EPL segment of the week every week on the All Things Sports Podcast throughout the EPL season. Um, you know, your boy Julian ain't the biggest. Uh, soccer fan or football fan, as they say, don't get mad at me. Um, however, it's the All Things Sports Podcast, and I try to dibble dabble and give those listeners what they want because if I ain't going to say it, one of my dogs going to say it. You feel me? So y'all stay tuned for that. Um, any final thoughts you guys have on this week? It's been a wild one. It's It's been a, a quick one. I feel like it's already Thursday night, Friday morning, but um, I'm I'm good. On my side, like I say every episode, follow us on Twitter at ATSPod, at ATSPod Official on Instagram. And you guys can kind of close out with any final thoughts you got. Yeah, real quick, I'll just say uh, shout out to Ray for uh, coming on. I feel like uh, every time that he's hopped on the pod with us, it's been like some like cool NBA shit going on. So. That's pretty dope that uh that's, that's true yo. To go on, so. that's true yeah right <laughs> so yo good looking out Ray thanks for hopping on uh the pod this week man of course bro thank y'all for always having me bro it's always a pleasure bro I love you know love tuning in I love being on it love listening bro y'all keep doing it bro keep pushing forward you know we're going through um other than that closing thoughts uh NBA I just I just can't wait to see you know the Suns just work you know with that KD um. Just a future thing. I feel like Kyrie's gonna be out of there, gonna go to the Lakers next year. Um, and other than that, man, nah, this Sunday, um, go Chiefs and it's, it's gonna be fun for sure. Damn, y'all boys hating. Hey, on this the motherfucker birds, dropped man. the Kyrie thing. Like, yeah, we'll talk about that later. Yo, you trying to become a regular pod member, bro? That was kind of a crazy segue, bro. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's hilarious. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Nah, but hey, whenever we have that conversation, I'm going to be on there for that conversation, though, for sure. That's all I'm going to say. Facts, yo. Appreciate you, Ray. You take care. Everybody, if you're listening still, you know, take care. Appreciate you. Please and blessings. Um, go Eagles. I couldn't let Go Chiefs be the last energy on this one. But y'all.